0: Irish cream cold brew with cold foam now at Tim Hortons or try cold foam on any of your Tim Hortons favorites Modifications extra for a limited time at participating U.S. locations Whether you're a skeptic
1: or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. Or ww.exoneTvchannel.com or simultv.com and XZBN.net. Until next we meet here in the Exon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light.
2: genius in you, where in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents when we look at their name to look at the ordinary in extraordinary ways. Now, Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyatt creator of Namology science and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. In each weekly show, you get to hear the fascinating ways that other people had discovered the genius in themselves and what they were able to accomplish. At the end of every show, you hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. Now, all over the world, many people have many, many diverse interests. And in that vein, people have asked about different occupations, different areas of life that have highly interested them. People want to know how highly successful people have managed to achieve their genius mindset when they utilize the gifts that are seen in their name when when we use Namology Science. So how does someone express their creative talents, and how does someone share those gifts with others in such a way that everybody benefits? Our expert tonight is Avis Attaway, who has developed her genius in the area of success. Now, Dr. Avis Attaway is a speaker, an author, and a performance success strategist who has helped thousands of people reach their goals in business and in life. She had a thriving practice as a marriage and family therapist for over 25 years. And in 2008, she founded and became the executive director of a nonprofit profit therapist training center, which offers affordable counseling to her community. Understanding the blocks to success and how people can permanently change at the deepest level has been a driving force in Dr. Avis Attaway's career and life. Now, her expertise in human behavior and motivation is rooted in her many thousands of hours spent helping clients and informed by her doctorate in clinical psychology. In order to help her accomplish this mission, she wrote the book, and able to really help other people accomplish what she's doing, she wrote the book, The Image Maker, Transforming Your Life from the Inside Out. She's also trained in hypnotherapy and other healing energy modalities, and is a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner. Now, Avis's mission is to help individuals achieve freedom from their self-imposed limitations and to discover their core self so they can live out their true purpose and potential. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show, Avis. Thanks so much, Sharon. It's great to be here. Well, we're in such a place in our world right now where flexibility is so vital. What do you say to someone who says, this is just who
3: I am and I can't change? (laughs) Well, you know, I laugh, Sharon, because, um, you know, that's where I was at at one time where I actually believed that the way I felt about myself and about my life and what I perceived were my limitations uh, was just what it was to be me. I thought this is just me. And I have learned over the years of working with so many people that actually what we think is us is actually a whole lot of what I call overlays of experiences that are pressing down on top of our our true self, our core self, that we have come to believe defines us, defines the world around us, defines our relationships, and we interpret that as who we are when in fact, um, who we are is is, is like a, a, a ball of energy at our core that really doesn't have limitations. Steph, well, I
2: happen to think that our names happen to describe who we are pretty clearly, but most people I love don't that use their names.
3: So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I love that when we first spoke and you told me about that. See, I don't think, because I have a strong spiritual background around all of this, I don't think that that name is an accident. And I, I love what you're doing, because that's an insight for people into the fact that they are so much more than what they think they are. Yes, I happen
2: to think so. And I think it's wonderful to meet somebody and be able to immediately know who you're talking with. So, so Avis, how do you help people who have had a bad experience that was in the past, but they can't seem to get past their past? I mean, I always joke, and I remember after getting divorced, I had this big sign in my house that literally said, let my past be my past, and yeah. remain the past. Yeah. I mean, it's a constant reminder to me. So how do you help people get over that? Or
3: I would say, instead of getting over it, reframe it. Well, um, the reframe is um, a, a good way to put it, and I think that it just sort of depends on where a person is stuck and at what level they're stuck. There's so many people walking around that are really just believing things that just simply are not true. And so um, the first of the three steps that I use with people, excuse me, is to help them change their awareness uh, to actually come to the realization that their life is really an expression of who they are and that um, you've got to start with discovering who you truly are at your core. And there's, There's a lot of ways to to get about that, but you you can't really just sit down and think that through in an afternoon. I mean, that's a start, but um, really discover. So so what is one or two ways of of getting down to who we really are? How do you help somebody do that? I help somebody by um, helping them to become quiet and actually what I call getting into their body. And um, by that, it's just a series of relaxation processes that I walk them through that help them to actually focus on what's going on on the inside. Mostly, I think, Sharon people are attempting to um, block what's what's what they're experiencing on the inside, their feelings, um, sensations in their body that feels like anxiety or perhaps feels like depression, that we spend an enormous amount of energy actually trying to get away from our physical experience, away from our emotional experience, out of our body. We go running around seeking activities to to drown that out. And the key really, I mean, this is what the ancients have taught about meditation or mindfulness. It's really turning inward and learning to sit with what comes up. And as you sit with what comes up, you discover that it's not threatening. You discover that it's there's a, a reconnection that happens that allows you to feel at some very deep level like you've come home. And so that's, that's absolutely the first place that we start because um, the running around that people do is really just an escape from um, what the experiences are. And the emotions that we have are really our body's messaging system to tell us what we need to do. So, for example, when a person is feeling... Uh, fearful, that's the body's way of sending signals to tell you that you should run, you should get out of here. Or anger is to, you know, push back or, or fight back if you need to, to protect yourself. Um, turning inward is, you know, the sadness around grief that tells you to, to kind of regroup and take care of yourself. And too often, as I've said, people are trying to block all those signals. And learning to honor that and, and sit with that and, and begin to embrace these messages that are coming up from inside and to um, allow them to show you the direction that you need to go to take the, the highest and best care of yourself.
2: Now, a lot of people are simply programmed when they're kids with certain belief structures and things that they've heard over and over again. Like, sadly, I've heard parents tell their kids how stupid they are or huh. how incompetent they are or whatever, all these negative things concepts that I'm sure that child starts believing after a while. So how do you help somebody recognize what those are and then replace them and tell a new
3: story instead? Well, um, in hypnotherapy, there is something called um, the affect bridge. Affect is another word for emotion. And so you can really work with a person's um, emotional state in the present and use it like a bridge to go back to their earliest experience, to find out um, what was really happening the first time that they felt that way. And when you're able to identify that initial experience, initial, they call it the initial sensitizing experience. When you get there, then you get to the first time that uh, message was sent through their body and and got shut down and compartmentalized and you open it back up and let it finish. And when you let it finish, it's delivered its message. Its job is done. But so often... Like take for your example, your, your example right there of the child being told they're stupid. Every time that they get that message, there's a zing of pain. So let's just consider a very, very early age in which that child gets that zing of pain because they're getting told by their, their parent who they consider to be like, you know, like a god to them. They're at the beginning, right? Um, they, they shut down because it's so painful. It hurts so much that that just becomes intolerable. And so it gets just kind of compartmentalized and and put off to the side, but it's still in there running for, you know, it continues to run in the background. And as it runs in the background, new events will occur, another incident in which the parent says that, or somebody at school says you're stupid, or your teacher, or down the road, your boss tells you you're stupid. And then all this stuff kind of like, it's like a magnet, you know, just keeps getting attached to the same place. And so, when you go to the original cause, that original sensitizing event, you unpack it at that level. It, it loses its power because you're no longer trying to keep that compartmentalized and keep that out of sight and away from you. And once you step into the f- feeling, you're just letting the feeling finish. That's all. And okay. so gui- guiding a person it back to that feeling. easy
2: you do it. <laughs> What's that? I, we, I said it makes it sound easy the way you describe it. I, I know. We, take a break stay tuned to know the name know the genius in you which is being heard on xzbn.net and x zone broadcast network and on the website knowthename.com now after the break we're going to find out how to change your negative thought pattern so you can create more success in your life stay tuned
5: Yeah.
6: Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course.
5: We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com
2: Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You which is being heard on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now, our guest tonight is Dr. Avis Attaway, who is an expert on how to substitute our poor habits and replace them with other habits that cause us to be more successful. Her website, she has two, is brainscienceofstress.com, and her other website is her name, Dr. Avis Attaway, and it's spelled Avis, A-V-I-S, V is for victory, and Attaway is A. T T A W A Y. So it's dravisataway.com. Now, Avis, this is the part of the show where we interpret a portion of our guest's name. Are you ready? Oh, love it. Yes, I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. So your name has a lot of repetition of letters in it, which I found very interesting. It tells me that you're very spiritual, that you have the ability to help others accomplish anything that they would like to accomplish that you're constantly learning how to get wiser and smarter and use old tools in new ways. It says that at the same time you're athletic, that you're learning how to be even more athletic. So it's like you're challenging yourself in that department to constantly succeed. It says you're a lifelong learner, that you have a tendency to be a workaholic, and yet you can make a great couch potato at the end of the day, that you can also be overly um, sensitive to criticism, and that you have a natural charisma around you and are highly independent. That's just some of what your name says about you.
3: (laughs) Wow. I love it. That resonates (laughs) just about on every level. (laughs) So Avis, tell us how you got
2: started and what transitions you had to make to end up where you are today.
3: Well, you know, uh, when I was only like 19 or 20, I discovered astrology and um, a very sophisticated esoteric philosopher named D- Dane Rudyer. And I began studying and reading yogic philosophies. And I just became enamored with the, the possibilities of the mind and what, I mean, I, I've been a student of consciousness really essentially all of my life. And uh, eventually... I got to a point in in life where I decided to uh, take, actually take on a career. And so I returned to school for a master's in marriage and family therapy. And not that long into it, I started to realize that uh, the model that they taught us in school sort of didn't pay a lot of attention to the spiritual component, because they sort of equated it you know, 20, 30 years ago with religion, and you always avoid topics of religion and politics, right? <laughs> but um, I started to see that that was a neglected aspect in the therapy that I was doing with people. And that got me um, come circle back around to uh, spiritual studies again. And uh, then in my doctoral program, uh, just seeing that, um, you know, like Jung, Carl Jung talked about, you know, whatever is hidden in your unconscious. Uh, is running your life from the shadows, and you're going to think that that's fate or destiny until you bring that out into the open. And when I read that, I really identified with that. I thought, yeah, that's that's what my driving force is—to help it helping others to do what I've done in this journey, which is to excavate what's in there, what's hidden in the shadows, bring it into the light, so that then you are conscious of what you're doing and you can make conscious decisions. After that, it's just an attitude adjustment. <laughs> So would you say in your
2: understanding that consciousness is just another word for awareness?
3: Um, Gosh, this is getting heavy. Uh Um, I would say that, um, yeah, close enough. I would say close enough. I mean, you still have consciousness, even if you happen to be unaware because you're sleeping, for example. But um, I think for practical purposes, you could call it awareness. Yes. Okay, on your website, Avis,
2: you speak about people who have constant money woes and they don't mm-hmm. think that money will consistently come in. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of anxiety around money. And that when they do make extra money or enough money, they think it's a fluke.
3: So how would you start working with a client that held that, that belief? Well, you know, first we'd look at the, where the origin of those beliefs come from. Uh, because as you start to unpack it, uh, people will tell you the, the sorts of messages that they heard as a child. You referenced earlier the idea that we're programmed. I, that's my word too. We are so completely programmed and it's impossible to sort out where what must message came from and when. But we're a compilation of all of that. So we start with looking at the fact that you're holding certain beliefs that if you, if you if what's happening in your life doesn't line up with what you believe, you'll make it line up because we, we have to be um, consistent internally, otherwise you know, we feel out of sorts. So we will literally create our circumstances of our life to line up with what we believe you know, at, at the deepest level. So it, it, it always goes back to the, the mindset and the beliefs and um, really challenging the truth of those beliefs. Uh, a saying I love, is is that the truth or is that just what you believe? And so when we start to unpack that stuff, we find out that it isn't necessarily the truth. It's just something that we embrace. Once we think about something, we sort of uh, fall in love with it and marry it because it's our idea. And so then we just make it our part of our belief system and we don't open that package up again and look at it again unless we're sort of forced to. Usually I meet people when they're at that place of they're being kind of forced to look at it because they're really unhappy with their results and feeling stuck and like they're just in this repeating pattern.
2: So do you find that after you've coached with somebody on their money issues that they've got a new money story and that they're
3: able to do better? Sure, because they realize that that they it's not what's been happening to them. I mean, there's a tendency to believe that life happens to us and we're just fending off life. But what I always say is it's not what happens to you, it's what you do with what happens to you. And as people begin to step into their own personal power, they begin to recognize that they, they've had a habit of just sort of succumbing to the bad news as it rolls in instead of hold, setting an intention and holding firm with that intention for as long as it takes. Until they see the fruit that that bears. And once they see the fruit the first time, then you know they're a believer. They realize that they have been just sort of giving up all along the way. Things don't go well. We have a set amount of time. We're willing to wait or hang on, and then we say, "Oh, this is foolish." You know, it's like the old saying, you know, you know, parents or grandparents might say, "Well, I just don't want you to be disappointed. I don't want you to get hurt if you if you aim too high." And I say, aim high, <laughs> shoot for the stars, then at least you hit the moon, right? Right, exactly. So you also <laughs> identify
2: the imposter syndrome on your side. So mm-hmm. how does the imposter syndrome get into your coaching, and what can people do about it when they feel like they're just faking it, even though they really do know something? Talk to right. us about that.
3: Well, you know... That's, you know, the imposter syndrome is that belief that I'm a fraud, that everything that I've done has just been a a fluke, and uh, it's an accident and I'm going to be found out. And so, you know, we we circle back around to uh, the realization um, of who they think they are. And we have an idea of who we think we are, and it doesn't always line up with who we want to be. And so we work on changing their awareness, And a lot of that comes from helping an individual to see outside of the box they put themselves into. You know, they say that the directions for getting out of the box are on the outside of the box. So this is where (laughs) a coach comes in, right? Because a coach could say, hey, look, I'm reading the outside of the box. And it doesn't agree with what you're saying. Because people have a tendency to um, really to sell themselves short. Most people do. I mean, there's narcissists out there that we've all met and we know one or two that don't do that. But um, helping a person to recognize their achievements, and then once again, looking for the where does that come from, that you that you're diminishing that? There's a thing that people have, which is a a performance uh, compulsion. And this performance compulsion, they believe um, that if I just do this thing, if I just am this perfect person, with perfectionism, if I um, am just like the caretaker for everyone, I'm the people pleaser, whatever it is that is a person's thing, that they will then get the love that they're craving, which is, you know, it's it's a story from childhood. And to help them realize that they are perfect just as they are. This is the deep work part of the coaching. But when people begin to get a sense, and that's where we go inside and they start to become comfortable inside their own body, sitting with themselves and realizing that, that that's home, that that's not a dangerous place, that's home. That's interesting that you would say about
2: people-pleasing because I had to smile because I thought you have some of that in your name. So
3: Do I? <laughs> <laughs> I so I know all about it and I am an expert.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kind of look at it because as, as different things come out, I mean, I'm looking at your name and seeing where those lie you know, where that uh-huh. system lies. And with as many A's as you have in your name, by the way, uh-huh. um, somebody has four A's in their name. Uh-huh. It indicates that they have a high level of spirituality. So I thought it was very interesting that you said that that's what you've always
3: been interested in. Yeah. I love that. I love that, 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 that confirms that. Yeah. I've always um, wanted to understand, um, you know, what's it all about and where do we come from and, um, You know, which ended up taking me sort of outside of organized religion and, you know, into the study of of consciousness and, you know, experimenting through various hypnotherapeutic and meditative practices uh, to just experience our minds are boundless. I mean, they talk about outer space, but they say that inner space is probably so much greater than anything that outer space could ever be. We haven't even begun to tap it.
2: That's what they say about the sea, too, that it's so much greater and more to explore than out there in outer space. And we need to take another break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and xzone broadcast network station and on the website, knowthename.com. Now, this show is dedicated to developing better habits that lead to more success. So, after the break, we're going to find out more about some of the different ways that Avis has utilized her coaches. To help her be able to grow more effectively and that's why she's coaching also stay tuned <laughs>
4: Path Home Shamanic Art School proudly presents The Gathering of Shaman 2019 Fall Retreat, Manifestation Samhain. Join me, Certified Shamanic Instructor Guelda Wiyaka, in the magnificent Colorado Mountains this November 2nd and 3rd for a life-changing event. Participate in unique teachings and ceremonies that'll put the power and magic of shamanic manifestation into your hands. Sit in circle with like-minded individuals sharing group energy and the power it generates. Classes will be held in a facility next to the beautiful, majestic Arkansas River further empowering the experience. Space is limited, so reserve your spot today. For more information, visit findyourpathhome.com or email touchin at findyourpathhome.com.
1: Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast centre and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember, X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light.
2: I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Dr. Avis Attaway, who can be reached via her website, Brainscienceofstress.com, and by her name, DrAvisAttaway.com. Um, Avis, you imply that our happiness is inherent upon our thoughts. So like Vincent Pill, you're advocating positive thinking. How does one go about eliminating those negative loops of self-judgment that people can have in their brain?
3: Well, I believe that um, we. What happens is that we have uh, come to subscribe to, if you will, certain beliefs without questioning them. And um, the most rational, like cognitive behavioral therapy, practice is really just to begin to challenge these ideas and these beliefs I mean so so often you'll hear people say well I'm just not this or you know I always do that or you know they have beliefs about their life that have just um, kind of come out of nowhere but just circumstantial um, like I was quoting before somebody actually said to me Sharon, well is that the truth or is that just what you believe and I, it struck me so hard that um, you have a feeling And this feeling leads to a thought. And then you say this thought, which somehow makes a statement about that feeling without really saying, I feel this way. You make a statement, sort of summarizes how you're feeling in that moment. And and that statement is gonna almost always be limiting because you're really responding to a discomfort within yourself and you're trying to explain it away. And, And I think once you begin to understand that, there are feelings that drive your thoughts, and then it's a circle. And then you hear yourself say that thought out loud, which creates a feeling inside of you, and now you're in this loop. And so you have to interrupt that loop in some way or other. And it it really, there's two ways to get at it. Like I said, you challenge the, the credibility or the, the truthfulness of that thought or idea, or else you you really take a look at that feeling and where is that feeling coming from? And what is it really saying um, about what you're needing for yourself in life? So, uh, either place is a way to make an intervention. I, I love that word intervention. So, it's kind of mm-hmm. like you it, you know,
2: and put something else in. Yeah. yeah. So, so, what are some of the habits that people ought to develop to be more successful? I mean, what kind of habits make somebody
3: successful? Well, I would say that the number one uh, habit for success uh, in any arena of your life is, is clarity and setting an intention. So first you have to, before you can set an intention, you have to have some clarity about what it is that you are setting your intention for. But the act of setting an intention is, I think, just wildly overlooked. It's it's so important because it's as if it focuses your attention and not just your attention, but your your whole energetic being gets focused like a laser on this thing that you're saying that you want. And it's it's like you just claim it and you you state it and you um, just intended, that this is, I don't stop until this happens. This is what I want for myself. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. This is what I'm going after. And the setting of the intention gives you uh, a track or a course that you're on so that you're not just kind of aimlessly you know, meandering and particularly um, not aimless and pushed off course by the first thing that comes along that uh, um, seems to be an impediment or an obstacle. So when you've got an intention and you're holding it, you know, which you could call it like a goal, but it's bigger and deeper and broader than a goal. Your goals would come out of your intention. But the intention is like the, the thought, the energy behind what am I doing? This is where I'm going. This is my intention.
2: I, I love that word, intention, because on the top of my, what once was a chalkboard, but now they have like whiteboards or other things. Yeah. Um, I used to have the words written really, really large. I intend to learn math today. And I, <laughs> every time they're looking at that board and I'm working off of it, subconsciously they're getting the I intend to learn math today. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah. Let's it,
2: open it, the brain.
3: Yeah. You are you are literally setting a course because our minds really do want to have a direction to go. Otherwise we're just sort of like a Uh, receiver for all kinds of noise that will come in and we give our attention to this and then we give our attention to that and we feel scattered and when you've set an intention then you feel yourself almost come into focus and then at that point you know you, you your behavior begins to I think in a much more natural or organic way your behavior sort of falls in line with what you've said that you want and where you're going and so you don't attend to the things that don't support your intention.
2: Right. So how important do you feel
3: mentors or coaches are in developing one's business? Mm. You know, I think they're critical and I have come to appreciate my coaches so much because it's, it's like trying to, you know, cut your hair in the back. You might be able to do it with scissors and a mirror, but Oh my, (laughs) I'm not sure how it's going to turn out, right? I mean, you could do, you can build a business without a coach, but why would you want to? It's an investment. And that investment is you're paying somebody who's traveled that path. So, you know, that's important that you work with somebody who knows what they're doing. And they can see what's ahead. There's a lot of things that are just common practice, good practice for business or for life. And other people can see so much more clearly than you can. We, we, can't, we can't see ourselves, right? Like we can't really hear ourselves or see ourselves. And the same is true of, of our business and what we're doing sort of automatically. So a coach will guide you and encourage you and, and challenge you. Challenge you to, to stretch further than you might otherwise. Like, you know, if you lift weights and you have a, a coach or a personal trainer You know, I always work out so much harder when I have a coach because they'll pile those weights on and they we move from one thing to the next. And, you know, and I think it's important that a person be coachable. So, you know, there's no point in having a coach if you're not ready to open yourself up to that feedback, knowing that that person's working for you. Yeah. And they want you to succeed. So would you
2: share some of the mentors that you've had while developing your business and then what you've learned from each one?
3: Sure. Um, I started out with uh, Rachel Jane Groover. And um, there was a lot of uh, spiritual work there and getting grounded and getting in your body and breath work. And, um, and then putting that stuff into practice as you got on the stage and develop your message, because this is a a work in process a work in progress, we're constantly um, evolving as people. And so our message continues to evolve. And from um, after Rachel Jane, I uh, coached with Suzanne Evans and later with Suzanne and Larry Wingett around um, speaking and also the practicalities of building my business and, you know, all, all kinds of, of things that are not hit and miss. I mean, there are, there are formulas for how you get this stuff done. And business is a numbers game in the end. You just, you know, the variable is you, <laughs> you know. Are you going to do what you need to do, right? So you know you plug yourself into that system and 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 just let that system run and you just go. Um, you can you can be assured that if you do the steps that are required in business, that you're going to get there as long as you don't quit. Quitting is, you know, quit quitting takes you out of the game. And more recently, I've been working with um, Jace Souter, and uh, he's a, a terrific coach and speaker and. Um, We've done a lot of pushing the boundaries and pushing the limits and doing, um, you know, ropes course and, um, you know, walking across a a gorge 100 feet over, you know, across on a cable and all tethered up. And which doesn't sound like much unless you're terrified of heights. And I am or I was like a lot anyway, simply because there's no safety in that. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, you're not going to die if you slip and fall. You are cabled. You are tethered, but nobody wants to fall. You don't want you don't want to be slipping off that cable. And so you confront these fears and fear is fear. I mean, if you're afraid of walking across a gorge or you're afraid of getting up on a stage or you're afraid of calling a potential client, it's, you know, fear is fear. And once you live, you survive the fear, you come out the other side. You're like, wow. Yeah, another layer pulled back. You know, it's really. No, it feels, just is okay. Out. Done that. Been mm-hmm. there. Done
2: that. And don't yeah. have to do it again
3: because I proved
2: you, you right. that thing. And I think walking that's across right. those gorges, like mm-hmm. I've done on uh, monkey bars or monkey streams, whatever, there's three ropes, two for your, you know, one for each hand and one for your feet. Yeah. And um, my big thing is just don't look down.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Keep you your just, eye keep, on the goal, which is the other side, right? Right. Keep your eye on the gold or up
2: Uh uh-huh whatever you do you just don't look down because looking down makes you freeze
3: (laughs) right right. yeah your body will take over and you're going to go into freeze mode exactly (laughs) right so and i got to meet you at jane powers event that's right that's right and we met there and she was another influence in my life um jane is a powerhouse i mean her name says it all you probably had fun with her name right (laughs) she's amazing a fabulous name for herself.
7: Yes.
2: You know? and, um, yes. And, and she says in her book, Speak to Sell and Sell with Confidence, that, that there are copycats out there when you sound just like your mentor, whereas otherwise you're mimicking is when you take the formulas and you apply, apply it to your own unique voice. And I think that's really important to work with a coach, but also not to be a copycat, but instead uh, take the formula and apply it to your own voice. And we need to take our last break. So stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we'll find out what Avis has in her name that has assisted her that you just might have in your name as well. Stay tuned. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Dr. Avis Attaway, whose website is brainscienceofstress.com, and she has another one that is her name, Dr. Avis Attaway, A-T-T-A-W-A-Y.com. Now, you can find all of her contact information and her websites on my website, which is knowthename.com under the tab that says Schedule. You just come to the Thursday and click on the date that you heard this show, and there it is, all of her information and the link so that you can hear it on the exome Okay. So did you ever, Avis, not feel comfortable in your own skin? And if that was the case, how did you turn that around?
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. I spent many years feeling not comfortable in my own skin, and it was... uh, Actually, it was an experience with a, a hypnotherapist friend of mine that helped me to discover what was really at the bottom of that. And I know it might sound unbelievable to, to some of your uh, listeners, but uh, we went back to uh, my first year of life. I was in the crib and just discovering uh, where this feeling of not not good enough, really just feeling invisible actually uh, came from, and it was just a, a a simple event in which you know, not bad parenting, but um, my mother was busy with uh, my sister had polio throughout her entire body, and my grandmother was what we now call ha- had ca- what we now call Alzheimer's, and um, she okay, so hold she on was. One second.
2: Just a second, Avis,
3: could you put your mic like down
2: below your chin a little bit because we're getting a lot of static. Okay. Okay, thank you.
3: Yeah. Okay, go ahead. And uh, so what I discovered is that I had formed some beliefs about myself because I cried and cried and cried and, and nobody came. And um, there was a, a, a opportunity for healing that in that session with my friend who was a hypnotherapist. And in that uh, moment, what I was able to re- do was to be released from it. I, I finished those uh, emotions that had been running inside of me all those years quietly running in the background that made me feel, um, you know, invisible and not enough. That that did not feel good to be in my body.
2: <laughs> so it, it's nice sometimes, too, when you've gone through some, something yourself so that you're able to help coach somebody else through it. Because Absolutely. you've been. Yes. On your website, you mentioned how important it is to simply talk. As so often on your website, you're saying, just let's talk. So,
3: mm-hmm. can talking with a coach actually solve a problem or create a viable solution? Well, it can. And what you arrive at is what is a really running underneath the surface and then what steps need to happen after that. So, sometimes it's something more than talking to get that issue resolved for that person, but it has to start with exploring what is their belief system, how is that affecting them today, how is how is that showing up right now in their body. And as you um, discover the sort of the, the whole package of what they're struggling with right now, then you're able to come up with a, a solution and a plan to resolve that. And that might involve some deeper work, which will involve them going inside and, and exploring and resolving. And it might just be really just a realization that they've been believing a lot of things that have not served them and uh, beginning to uh, kind of rewrite their mindsets uh, and expand their beliefs in terms of, you know, it's what we think about all the time attracts more of that to us. I mean, energetically, if you are constantly focused on a red Volkswagen for example because that's what you want to buy have you ever noticed that this this thing that you want to buy starts to kind of show up in your life everywhere you go there's red Volkswagens on the highway and you think I don't want that anymore because they're everywhere (laughs) but it's like you attract to yourself like attracts like and so if we don't want more of something in our life we have to look at um the energy that we're sitting in and the emotions around this thing that we're talking about. You don't want something, you need to not be talking about it. You need to be talking about and focusing on what you do want. That shifts the energy and attracts what you want to you instead.
2: You know, I'm curious about that red Volkswagen. I think (laughs) they all the time, all those red Volkswagens, but until you wanted one, you didn't notice.
3: Yes, exactly, exactly. I know it's this. It's the most amazing thing, really. So, talk to us about your book, *The Image Maker: Transforming
2: Your Life from the Inside Out*. What did you want your readers to know by the end of the book, and what
3: does your book offer or teach? I wanted um, the reader to recognize that that you can take a um, a kind of a, a um, organized look at your life and that your, at your experience. And so I say from the inside out, because I, I start um, really on the outside and work inside. I work inward. When they talk, I start out talking about your external appearance and how it affects people. And, you know, studies have shown that um, good looking people actually get lighter sentences from judges when they're in court. Um, that, that it matters how we appear to others. And that doesn't mean you have to be a beautiful person, but it, that we need to pay attention to that. And then I just go sort of like each chapter, I just sort of move more and more inward and more and more deep into the internal experience and also weaving in the importance of spirituality and how uh, where what's really fueling you. I and mean, if what's really fueling you is a desire for, true wholeness, then that's going to ultimately connect you back to um, a creator or a source, whatever it is that you want to call it. So I don't preach a particular religion, but I do believe that um, that we are all like satellites, some little, little spiritual satellites of a greater life force, and that we're here expressing that greater life force in this life. And I think that when we make a connection like that to... Um, this force, and we begin to realize that what we're doing every day of our life is expressing that through us, you feel, not only do you feel not alone, which is a huge thing, but you feel empowered because you're just not, you're not alone and you're being fueled by this force that, you know, created the universe and more. You're an expression of that.
2: So you have a free gift for our listeners at your website, Brain Science of Stress.
3: Uh, tell us briefly about that. What can, can they get there? Um, there is a uh, breathing exercises for, uh, you know, that are both guided audio, and um, there's a PDF there, too, just to walk you through these breathing exercises that will begin to take you inside, slow you down, you know, and um, about four or five years ago, there was uh, some research done around breath work. And what they found was just 10 seconds of uh, intentional focused breathing, Um, not just sitting, you know, casually breathing, but that you set your mind to do some breathing, that in 10 seconds, you can flip from uh, fight or flight into a state of calm. And that's why I call it 10 seconds to to change. Because if we'll we'll do that, then everything starts to slow down and we start to feel connected internally and calm.
2: You know, in Leonard Orr's book, Breaking the Death Habit, he talks about eight things that people who want to live longer need to do. And he only interviewed people that could prove that they were at least 200 years old and able to get the commonalities. And the, the first thing was how much they focus on their breath and how much time they take on a regular basis to focus on their breath. Wow, I love that. Yeah, that that was one of the things that, that, that all eight of them said was highly important if you wanted to live longer. And, and also, the second thing they said is that you can't always be around people all the time. So Yes,
3: yes, I would agree with that. And I would just add this real quickly, that um, when we have anxiety, which is rampant, 40 million Americans have anxiety, um, we are really not ex- exhaling. So if you think about it, like you get afraid and you go, ah, and then you get afraid again and go, ah, and pretty soon you've kind of sucked in all this air, but, but we need to, ah, we need to let it out.
2: Uh, that's fascinating. I have not heard that before. Well, Avis, I want to thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate you yeah. taking
3: the time to share with our listeners all of your knowledge. Thank you so much, Sharon, for having me. I've really enjoyed it so much.
2: So Avis Attaway's website again is Brain Science of Stress for her freebie offering. And remember, it's a Dr. Davis Attaway. So uh, her website is her name, but remember to put the doctor in front, the Dr. Davis Attaway, because if not, uh, you get something that says this website's up for sale, so make sure you've got the DrAvisAttaway.com. Now, Avis's name indicates she's constantly learning something new. This is shown by the number of A's she has in her name. If you have Three or more A's in your name, you, too, are constantly learning something new. Another way that that shows up is the S at the end of a name, also an Avis. So she's a constant learner because she has two different ways that that shows up in her name. Do you know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, host of the radio show, Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can be heard every weekday at various hours right here on xzbn.net radio and Exxon Broadcast Network and on KnowTheName.com so tune in to hear the fascinating ways that other people have discovered the genius in themselves and what they were able to accomplish if you wish to learn more on how to read a person's name or to know more about your own name and how you can discover your innate genius visit the website KnowTheName.com and give yourself the gift of a session it helps you to live to your best and highest when you find out what your name says about you I'm- what?